As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Non-player characters or NPCs are the supporting cast in every Dungeons & Dragons game, right? Yeah. They are the stars that run right alongside the drama with your player characters. Now, while you probably create important ones as needed, sometimes you need one on the spot. So I'm really, I'm really excited today to talk about <laughs> our NPC handbook, which are ways they you can you know, apply these seven simple tools to make really interesting NPCs even on the fly, which is really, really great. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am a younger version of myself, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. It's, it's so hard. Uh, you're never going to live it down. <laughs> yeah, so I hope to inspire you with creative content, because these fuckers aren't going to. Oh, for those listening, Justin is shaved, and he looks, he's got baby face going on. <laughs> Everyone's in the chat like, you're oh just, my god! You're just jealous. You're old and still look old. I shave it off and I look young. I'm old and I look sexy. That's just how it is. Oh. I still get carded. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, today we're going to talk about creating NPCs. Now, as a dungeon master, each and every one of us tends to come up with our own strategy. And some are certainly better than others. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Do yes. you guys have your own little tips and tricks? That you, you have that makes uh, interesting NPCs? You've seen my shit. Me? Oh, crap. I think I know. Who, who makes sense? This makes sense. Go with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hello, everybody! <laughs> NPCs are the tools that w we use as Dungeon Masters to bring the campaign to life. That is what we do. Now, creating a world that seems real is hard if you don't have well-defined NPCs. Because then everything just seems the same. And that's not a jab at people that can't change their voice or anything like that. It's more about what can we do to bring these humanoids more so through their mannerisms, their purpose, and, you know, their distinctive personalities. One might be a cleric of the Raven Queen, for instance, who stalks the land. Um, a gloomy figure that becomes an enemy or an ally. That's a simple NPC concept. That's so cool. What? Delsania, where'd you get those? She has NPC dice that figures out personality and disposition towards the characters. Oh, that is cool. You know, just fucking roll and be like, there's an elf. 
he hates you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because you're a dwarf. <laughs> um, it's because that's the way the dice fall. All right, which is great. Um, another might be a scheming rogue of Asmodeus, right? Who leads the god's hidden cult, the main antagonist for your adventure. There's a lot we can do when it comes to developing our NPCs. Today, we're going to give you seven tips, right? Yep. Seven tips, seven guides to build interesting NPCs on the fly. Alexion says, step one, make it as outlandish as possible. No one will be disinterested in a Strahd wearing a cheerleader outfit working the Mafia boss's dog in an underground animal clinic. <laughs> That's a fair point. So, uh, all right, let's... I can't get Strahd in a cheerleader outfit out of my head now. Um, that's awkward. Uh, you do, there is some. You want to keep some realism, obviously, but we're gonna give you uh, some details. First, occupation. Yep. If you got to design an NPC on the fly, what is their occupation? This seems so ridiculous. Well, we missed one. The assumption is you give your character a name. Let's assume that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put that as part of the guide because I thought that was kind of given, but okay. So. The actual number one is the occupation. What is What are some occupations that NPCs can use that aren't classes? Because we see that a lot, right? There's oh, yeah. a rogue in the corner, you know? Tailors, armors, cooks. Hello, I am the Grim Reaper, and I shall be your new travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh... I suggest this airline, because I'll be meeting you less sooner with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be meeting you in three months. Well, well... Well, the joke was, which F-Lift do you want? Oh. I was thinking more like he's only going to take you to death. Like, everyone's got to get there. He's just there to make sure you do. You want this plane. It looks like it's missing an engine, but it's not. <laughs> With one of the engines out, how far will the plane take us? All the way to the scene of the crash! <laughs> uh, I, mean, I love, I love Ron White. I love Ron White. All right, so the occupation, whether it's a farmer, because that instantly gives you a lot of what? A visual cue of what they yep. do, right? Of what they're wearing. If you say, okay, um, uh, Jean is going to be a farmer. He's going to be wearing, you know, dirty, you know, overalls probably, or just some trousers and a, a dusty, you know, uh, vest or something. That gives us a lot of information right off the bat as far what is he carrying. Well, if he's a farmer, he's probably carrying a uh, some sort of farming equipment, right? Oh. Yep. A hoe. <laughs> pitchfork. A pitchfork. I like the hoe better because then that becomes a lot like a uh, uh, kind of a farmer pimp. <laughs> you see uh, see old John over there? He's walking around with his hoe in his hand. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a good hoe. He's got his whore in his other <laughs> No, that's his wife. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> what are some other uh, uh, occupations that would really stand out and set an NPC's feel? Jeez, Delixian. That sounds like it would be a terrible memory. The farmer lost a finger to a tool in their childhood. Imagine just being a kid and you lose your finger, like mowing the lawn or something. That would suck. Ugh. I mean, have you seen those old-fashioned lawnmowers? Yeah. <laughs> All right, back on topic. <laughs> That's what I did to my face today. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, obviously occupation is a really good one. What is um, another important uh, feature to discuss? Their physical description. Which you'll notice does what? Uh, let's let the players imagine. I don't know. It ties into their 
occupation, occupation which we just kind of mentioned. Oh. Because, yeah. you know, uh, you don't need a whole lot. A single sentence provides enough summary for the people to enter, uh, um, to uh, visualize. And I'm not – when we talk a physical um, description, we're not necessarily talking about clothes. We're talking about something on their, their, their person like – uh, maybe he's missing an eye or has a scar, a cross-shaped scar on his cheek, or like, um, maybe he's got a strange, you know, set of cuts on each end of his mouth. Silverwolf up here uh, says, a black powder merchant. My very first visual was just a dude just, like, covered in black mm-hmm. powder and everything. I'm missing a few fingers that have an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I think Victor from Critical Role. Yes! <laughs> what do you want? Horns head, huh? You know, so anyways... Um, so physical description is good, but you want to talk about skin color, hair, eyes, you know, body build. I'm big when my, my merchants and stuff that are uh, constantly traveling, I give them barrel chests because they're constantly lifting crates in and out of mm-hmm. out of merchant wagons. So to me, that's what I envision. So you can tell that that's the sort of work that they do. Dr. Frankenstein joined the bodybuilding competition and realized he misunderstood what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right um, relevant. halloween <laughs> it, when you're doing the physical descriptions you want something to be the de- de- uh um very just dis- distinctive uh something that i find is really uh effective is smell stench if you meet a long-haired woman who smells like cherry blossoms that becomes a memorable thing right yep versus maybe not pick cherry blossoms because not everyone knows what a cherry blossom smells like versus she smells like horse shit and then you're like oh that gives two different uh personalities down two different roads because okay so let's give a description you see a long slender woman with uh, a tall slender woman with long black raven hair a beautiful smile wonderful lipsticks and you take a whiff and it's like hitting a brick wall as you smells like a pig pen. That same description as she approaches, the smell of lavender washes over you. Those two scenes, while most of it's exactly the same, the single ending of smell totally changes. Well, why does she smell like a pig pen? Is she work does she work at a brothel? Did she just, you know, have a rough night and, you know, was kidnapped and just got home is running home? You know, you you, well, you, should, well, you said lipsticks as in plural, so maybe she's doing animal testing. <laughs> <laughs> he smells like shit. I like that. Um, uh, Brandon, do you want to tell us about our our neck? Our uh, what is that? Our, our third one. Uh, our third guide to NPC handbook. Well, attributes and skills. Yes. Yes, attributes and skills. Uh, so, what is something the NPC does that they excel at beyond maybe their occupation? Hi, Dexter, uh, because they're a haberdasher. They need to make their own hats and have stay hands. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. How about this? It My, doesn't have to be something they do well. It could be something they do really poorly. It's an attribute. Talking about, like, a mage that wants to be a fighter. <laughs> I can't read would be an attribute, right? Yeah. The person's blind. That would be an uh, – well, that's more of a physical description. So, well, it would still be an attribute. I think it could fall under either. Um, somebody who – um, constantly, you know, uh, uh, Monk from, uh, the, the TV series who's, you know, got it, touches every, counts everything and separates all his food. He's always right? cleaning himself. He, what is, what stuff. is that? That's a OCD, OCD right? Yep. That would be a, a, more of an attribute, right? 
So while the physical descriptions are the kind of obviously visuals, the attributes and skills are things that they've learned over time for whatever it is. Now, typically the stuff in their occupation gives a lot of clue to that. Let's go back to the farmer. They're going to be jacked in their arms if they're constantly chopping down trees. What does that mean? They're probably proficient in the axe, right? Or at least know how to handle one really well. Yep. So if you need, you know, some support, you might want to, the player characters could probably go to that person for, you know, um, help in, you know, building a, a raft or something like that. Right? Yeah. Um, you should also always mention the special skills the character has, even if it's associated with the, uh, even if it's not associated with the character's occupation, these notes will help you create, uh, um, good kind of uh, appropriate numbers later for your stat blocks if necessary. Now, you'll notice we're not necessarily talking about creating a whole stat block for this. No. In NPC, you can just use the commoner stat block or a random stat block, but most of the time you don't even need that, right? You just need these descriptions that we're talking about in the NPC handbook. Um, and what's the next one? The next one is values and motivations. Ooh, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. Basically, it summarizes what they hold dear and what spurs them to action. And they can help impact the price interactions with that individual. And these details can also decide how the NPC reacts to the players. Yeah, I think this is a really big one because our the values of the characters and NPCs aren't always the same. Nope. Um, and I think this is a really great if you like to pull on the morality that's different in the party. Because I think I've talked about it on the show before, having a um, uh, children are disappearing in the night, right? That's something that everyone considers a bad thing, right? Yep. Would you all agree? Unless you're a bad person. What? You mean the kid? No, unless you're a bad person, you're probably like, yeah, good, they're, they're going away. Oh, that's a fair point. So not everyone <laughs> weighs that the same, right? Maybe the little bastard deserves it. you know know, it's hard to tell but usually characters be like oh that's bad let's go rescue him and you get there and you find out that the guy who has kidnapped this kid did it because they had a vision a prophecy that this one's going to grow up and, and burn down an entire village and kill hundreds of people and he's just trying to do a service that goes back to the whole hitler and yep you know (laughs) Uh, the baby hitler paradox yeah right and so um for this the motivations and values will change a parent probably will tear down and destroy anyone in their way to get to their child yep whether that person is necessarily in on it directly or not the adventurers may as well too or you might have the occasional adventurer npc that is more interested in well we don't actually know what's going on here obviously kidnapping is bad and very rarely is it got a good reason, but somebody might like, well, let's hear what they got to say, especially if they offer them in place. Hey, here's what's going to happen, you guys. This thing's going to, I've had a vision. It's going to happen. The, the, the Tom or, or, or Tern, or, or Helm or whoever the different gods are, uh, has spoken directly to me. Maybe they're crazy. Are you drinking the night that you came up with this? <laughs> the point I'm trying to say is the values and motivations of the NPC matter. A farmer isn't going to care so much about stuff that's going on in a city in most cases. They have no reason to, <laughs> but they're going to care what happens in the village. I think they would. Nothing but that one character, Mistborn, who keeps hearing voices when they think, think they're insane. And uh, I remember when he dies, he's like, well, at least the voice is going to end. But then the voice says, here's a punchline. 
you were never crazy. Ah, uh, yes, that was great. I love that. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, you you were gonna make a point. The the farmers would care what's happening in the city. Why? At the village because maybe they're one of the suppliers to the city. Their food. They're my customers. They have no customers. I got no money. No customer, no farm. <laughs> so that comes back to how even the farmers each can be different in their values and motives, right? Yep. Maybe one is tired of farming and is willing to, to you know, sees an adventurer walking with a big fat coin purse, might be willing to be a little greedy if it means he doesn't have to push that plow for a few months. You know <sighs> what I mean? So not all commoners are good. Nope. And something to consider. They all have different reasons for doing the different things, uh, which kind of leads into our next point, behavior. Um, <laughs> writing a sentence about this describes how the NPC interacts with others, traits that will stand out in the player's minds. Um, an NPC might be, uh, you know, sarcastic, loud and obnoxious or soft spoken, um, condescending, you know, those different behavioral traits are a core aspect of how the character behaves. For instance, an NPC that says, excuse me, adventurers, I seek need of your skill sets. I'm willing to pay well. Will you join me? What's the job? Great. The, another one. Hey, you guys look like you're strong. I got a job for you. If you do it, maybe I'll give you some good change and make some good, uh, make some good uh, contacts at the same time. Like, get over here. I know you ain't doing shit. I see you playing darts and, and, and drinking. Hold up. What do you mean, maybe? Who are you? <laughs> the point is that the way they, they come across, or maybe it's one of the nobles who's like, so, as much as I dislike it, I am seeking uh, some adventurers. Papa's douchebag. <laughs> to, to, to do some work. It's it's beneath me. I can't do it myself, and my soldiers are far too busy with more important things to do. So I need you to take care of something for me. Yes, God forbid we get some dirt under our fingernails. <laughs> but the point is, is the way <laughs> the way the behavior they have should come across in the way they engage the players, right? Yes. What are some uh, good examples of really great uh, behavioral cues that you guys have seen? Oh, one guy who flips a coin anytime he's thinking about something. That's interesting. What about you, Brandon? I did, yes. There there was one that was, I think I said this on the show, like 100 episodes ago or something. Uh, there was a shop at a pier that the players would enter, and the shop was specialized in uh, common items, and there was a shop next door that specialized in magic items. <laughs> and this I was guy... running this game, wasn't I? Huh? I was running this game. No, I was. Oh. This was for someone else. Um, you might have gotten the idea from me, though, for the NPC, the character. But he's got an eye patch over his left eye, and he talks very salty. He's like, hey, what can I do for you? You need any help? And they're like, yes, we're looking for a magic item. It's like, oh, you need to go next door. That's my brother's shop. You can catch him out there. I'm like, okay. So I go to the magic shop. They see him, or a twin. It's his twin. But he's got an eye patch over his <laughs> right eye. The other eye. I must have stole that from you because it was good. He's like, ah, what can I do for you? And then they helped him get a magic item. And he, I was like, okay, you guys hear a, a ding, 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 ding. And the uh, the shop next door. And he goes, hang on a second. He takes his eye patch and moves it to his left eye and goes behind the bar <laughs> to the other side. Hey, what can I do for you? <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, NPC concept. And I really like those sorts of things. It really, <laughs> behavior is super important when it comes to 
um, having them be really stand out. Um, I do have one where uh, one of the players learned how to tell if one of the NPCs is lying. Like, really? from physical attribute, and that's because it's a tiefling, and she's a good NPC, she works with them and such, but when she lies, her tail flickers back and forth. It's good. I watched a, a movie, and I don't remember who it was, but the actor was Martin Lawrence, and he was a, a thief, <laughs> but every time he lied, he would twitch. <laughs> and, like, it was a dead giveaway. He's like, how can you be a thief and have such a... He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't steal. I'm a connoisseur of all things available for free or something like that. <laughs> so having tells is a really good one, yeah. um, which comes into one of the next ones we're going to talk about here. Actually, I'll just scoop right into that. Mannerisms, I think, right? I think we skipped one. I did. I just... Well, yeah. Oops. <laughs> useful knowledge is the next one. There we go. <laughs> NPCs should have a purpose. Even the random ones should be able to provide some. It may not be direct, right? Mm -hmm. But they should have a piece of knowledge that the characters can use in some capacity. So it might be purely flavor and reveal something about the world. Like, uh, let's go back to the farmer complaining about how he can't get seeds, um, corn seeds from, you know, some place in the north because of the, you know, they're under attack by a uh, raid of orcs. Is that going to affect the characters in the immediate? Not, not yet. Not yet, oh, right? Yeah. But it alludes to events that are going on, right? Mm -hmm. And Or it could just be like, man, back in my day, the amount of travel through here was just so much more. People, wagons every, in and out every day. It was glorious. Ever since they built that stupid wall. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Sometimes they do not have magic items, like when on a stealth mission, and the guards keep casting detect magic. Ooh. Oh my god, that's such that a good is idea! Genius! I know. And I am stealing that for a dungeon master tip. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> is it Velixian? Uh, Velixian. Velixian or yeah. Zion? Uh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, that is a amazing. That's, that's really cool. That is amazing. Way to turn the powerful items against them. Do a liability. Oh, I love it. And they all got calling stones. They're sending. It's like, hey, is anyone in the north corridor? No. Negative. No. Okay, let's go. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what are some other useful little tidbits that an NPC could have that's been created on the fly? Um, that isn't necessarily tied because you can give them information that's tied to yeah. the event. But what are some good sources of inf information you could give them that would be fun to know, but not necessarily be super relevant to the quest? Talking about special reagents within the area, like if you were to pick up some of our special reagents. Actually, if you head on over and join our Patreon, we have magical spell reagents for all your exploration and monster slaying needs to enhance your magic. Yeah. Uh, Back to you, Brandon. Having something like that where uh, they say, oh, no, I don't know anything about this guy, but I do hear – I did overhear you say something like you, you need a boost of power for your magic, especially for the fire guy over there. Well, I heard that you can find this type of flower over in this area. Scorch Rose, I think is what like, it's called. I just did that with one of my characters. She's trying to make a poison. It's like, oh, you can find this specific this special reagent within a graveyard, and there's a percentage of it being there. Then now they go looking. What about you, Ian? Well, Billy here has pleasant chili peppers, which you can probably use as a <laughs> reagent here for, for your fireball to add a little bit extra kick to it. <laughs> or coat your weapon in it. Spicy ball. Coat your weapon <laughs> in it and do, like, a poison damage or something. Yep. I love it. And not uh, just that, but NPCs just 
directing like special events that might be going on in yeah. the area that they don't know about. And and that's that, that's the interesting part because even a throwaway line for your NPC of knowledge could be something that might draw your players. For me, using it as potential hooks is a very powerful tool when it comes to useful knowledge. Back to the farmer. Yeah, I had a bunch of sheep, but unfortunately I lost um, a few ewes because a new plant grew up in their uh, in the plane where I usually feed them, but then they died when they ate it. The rogue, that's terrible! Where? Because <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's the sort of stuff that's really good for this. Uh, special events, too. We don't uh, in D and D. There's not a lot of scenarios where yep. there's a lot of build up to other events that are going on while the characters are there, unless it's specifically tied to the adventure. But you know, having the farmer say, "Oh, I'm really excited for the pie contest uh, at next uh, week's festival. It's going to be really exciting." And don't need anything more than that. But now the characters know what, whether they're here or not, there's going to be a festival, and this guy's excited to eat pies. I mean, or who even isn't? better, even better. All right. They come back a week later after the festival's done just to see like who won and stuff, and everyone who ate a pie is dead. Oh, actually, so our boy <laughs> over at Goblin Goblin Stone made one of the best uh, adventures. Yeah, that was a fun. Uh, I do you remember the name of it? No. Oh no! I remember the cover. Oh, Banquet of the Damned. Banquet of the Damned. That's a, it, yes. Yeah. I remember the cover because it, it had a a big fat a demon big, eating stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so in that, that's exactly what happens, is you literally get vomit demons. People eat these, it's been poisoned, and they start vomiting, it's killing them, and, you know, like, ooze demon things are coming out of it. So, yeah, it's a pretty good one. I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, anyways, so, uh, moving on to uh, mannerisms. Uh, you know, describe a memorable characteristic to, uh, of the NBC. So, something that the players can use to remember. And... Even if they forget the name, they're probably not going to forget the blacksmith who can speak. How, how are you today? I, I make swords. Do you want one? I have like five, so no. <laughs> okay, what can I do for you today? Are you all right, mate? I am great. <laughs> I swallowed hot ashes. Damn. Ah. So the character himself is just another blacksmith. <laughs> but now he's perceived differently because of something, uh, a yep. mannerism, the way he speaks in this case. Yep. Keeper, just sign in. What's our biggest tip so far? Uh... Make your NPCs memorable. Yeah, and yeah. apparently don't shave your face when it's had a goatee forever. <laughs> so I think going from this to that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um. So what are some what are some really crazy mannerisms you guys have ever seen in your D and D careers? Oh, jeez. Most mm. memorable one. One time I seen an old dude that kept on forgetting things. Do you want to elaborate? <laughs> it was a while ago. So I, I just remember I, I replayed them so well that the one of the uh, players went, "I hate old people." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the memory one is fun to play with with NPCs, um, especially. I don't know what show it was, but the guy had like a thirty-second memory. Yeah. Um, it was some sort of uh, uh, Jim Carrey flick, I think. 
and oh, it was when Jim Carrey and uh, uh where where the, he oh. That detective, I think, is what it was, where he's in the mental institution, and this person that's met, hi, I'm Gary, how are you today? It's a pleasure to meet you. Hopefully you'll be joining us for uh, a wonderful game of ping pong in the thing at 4 o'clock. Hi, my name's Gary. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hopefully you'll enjoy us for a num- nice, you know, and so interesting um, uh, mannerisms like that are really good. I find um, ones that I can emulate really easily are really fun. Like, they have a tick. They have a, an eye tick. So while it's not anything that I need to act out, except for just, you know, so uh, adventurers, I could really use your your help today. Um, my sheep, sheep have uh, dis- been, been disappearing lately, and I really could, could use some help with it. Um, I have about six gold pieces to, to pay up front, and if you can give me my, uh, get, get, get my sheep back, I can certainly uh, uh, help you. Uh, I can uh, willing to g- give one to you. To you. Well, that sure sounds like a hell of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> struck by lightning or something? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, actually, the funny you should ask. A, a wizard came came through and couldn't control his magic, and it was really wild and just went everywhere. <laughs> I was a little too close. A wizard, huh? Or sorcerer? No offense to people who actually have this take. Yeah, there's a lot People of there's a ticks. lot of ticks, and we're not out there to um, uh, hurt anyone's feelings or anything Bash like that. Yeah, no, um, that's not the goal. Um, Let's make them stand out in some way. Yeah, right. Um, that's what it was fifty first dates. Well, uh, was that what it was? Remember resets every day. Oh, that's and I they, and they meet a guy. But to say that's a different movie altogether. But yeah, yeah. but they, yeah. they meet a guy in a a psych ward who has a memory that lasts like what was it five seconds or something like that. <laughs> so it was like, hey, come here. You went to bed every night? <laughs> Hi, I'm John. <laughs> I, wa- I used to watch a lot of TV. So anyways, that'll do it for the mannerisms um, and our seven questions to the NPC handbook. Do you guys got any final uh, points on this before we uh, we close out here? i say overall when you do create an NPC, make sure they are there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I do that. And not just to hold the hands of the adventurers, though sometimes that's what I create them for. I mean, it, my point though is if you create them and they are there, but they don't do anything or add anything to the scenario, why are they there in the first place? Because the world is there. Because the world is there. Uh, a lot of my NPCs that are just off in the background are used for humor uh, relief. Really? You don't say? <laughs> and such. Very cool. Uh, I think my biggest step when it comes to NPCs is name generation. I think I told you this one before. Uh, have your players throw out a letter, and when they come up with a letter, that's going to pop a name in your head and just use that name. That's awesome. That's all that matters. I use Don John's generators <laughs> <laughs> because literally I could create 10 at a time, and I just do it once, and I got a list. Um, all right, so uh, basically when it comes down to uh, – there is a story. If you guys uh, – a uh, while back, there was a time where I had a uh, – uh, a special guest uh, started the show with me. His name is Ryan. Um, and he, when he was younger, he had a really strong stutter. And one NPC he played for us, he gave a stutter. And he told me the next day, he's like, dude, I couldn't stop. Like, I broke myself. It took years to break away from that. And I all came back in a day. And I was like, you should probably stay away from that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So when it comes down to it, uh, sim- this simple guide 
can take your storytelling and world building um, to another level. And that's really what we want. Now, we know this isn't always easy on the fly, and sometimes you really just need uh, something to to uh, get you going immediately, because not everyone can do this quickly, right? Nope. Luckily, the NPC handbook has you covered. Now, I promise you, that was 100% a coincidence of the name of this episode. Yep. Because um, I found this after I had already uh, started writing the notes. But the NPC <laughs> handbook on DMs Guild, uh, it's a pay what you want, so you can check out its content. It literally yeah. says you can generate a quadrillion <laughs> different NPC personalities with it. So maybe uh, check that out if you like it. Uh, make sure to uh, consider throwing a few... Okay. Uh, coins uh their way yeah i know that blue they made his name is almost the same blue as the background so, you can't read it. <laughs> so before we close out um we are doing a very special giveaway today we are um is yes we? we are giving away uh physical copies of both whitakers and words of power to one lucky subscriber Ooh. newsletter subscriber there's a lot nice. of different subscriptions based on where we're at Newsletter subscriber. So, first of all, if you don't know, Whitaker's is a random magical item generator based on suffixes and affixes um, that get attached, very much inspired by Diablo and Path of Exile. Um, and Words of Power is spells and incantations in Latin for D&D uh, SRD spells. It's and nice. it's really, it'll take your role-playing for spellcasting to a new level even at, not only as a dm but as a player um if you haven't watched initiative intrigue initiative and intrigue the, the actual play i'm on bi-weekly one of our players does it uh dominic you might know him as the the help desk wizard guy uh, <laughs> um he uses it and it's awesome so who is our winner today brandon oh our winner is jonah Silsol. J O N A S I L S O E 1. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please support us. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe. Hit the little bell and get notified when we go live so you all can join us live to talk more awesome stuff. We're slow. I'd like to slowly focus getting all of our, our, our viewers on our YouTube because um, currently, honestly, they're the only ones that compensate us in any capacity. So you'd really be helping us out. Uh, if you like a video, a TikTok, a, a YouTube short, please share on your social media. One of the best things you can do for us, aside from direct monetization, is share our content with other people into other Facebook groups. Share them with everyone so they can spread the word of our awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for our show today. I'm your host, Babyface Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes! Hey, Garwin. Uh, finally glad to see you join us again, just as, as we're ending. Yeah. Our main topic, that is. <laughs> he says, who's the baby sitting in Justin's chair? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. This is uh, um, Justin's son, Bustin'. <laughs> <laughs>
hate you all. 